Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Well, hello and welcome. This is Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I feel like I'm doing the fucking news. This is Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. This is, this is Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I am Sally Wallace. I am your host. And yeah, this is my podcast. Hello and welcome. Is this your first time listening to this podcast? Well, you're going to be well looked after. You've got nothing to worry about there. If you're in the car, don't start fanning around and changing. You're going to be okay. I'm not going to start talking about breastfeeding and stretch marks. No, in fact, today is a completely different topic. Um, in fact, it's one that I'm going to ask loads of questions for, to be honest with you. So yeah, just bear with me. And I'm in a really good mood. How's your mood today? Are you a bit like, oh, fuck this, it's getting cold? Because if you do live in the delightful UK, yes, the weather is turning and it is starting to get a little bit colder. Um, but actually, I quite like this time of year. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people that started putting fucking pumpkins on my doorstep already. No, it's only September. But if you are doing that and it makes you happy, pff, knock yourself out. I really don't give a shit. It's not my doorstep. <laughs> But we are going pumpkin picking this year. Pumpkin picking is something that has never been done in the UK until the past, what, 10 years? It just never happened. We didn't ever do it in the UK at all. It was definitely come from America. It's like an American kind of thing. I remember I lived in the States about 20 years ago and Halloween was huge, so much bigger than the UK. I mean, oh my God, UK Halloween costumes used to be, you'd get a spare toilet roll from the downstairs loo. You'd be lucky if it was white. Normally my mum used to buy either a beautiful shade of peach or pink. Um, then you'd cover yourself in it and you know, maybe get a bit of tomato ketchup and you'd go as a zombie in bandages with blood on it. <laughs> that was a, That's how we used to roll. <laughs> then I went to live in the States and I was like, fucking hell, what's going on here? Everybody used to have amazing like store-bought costumes. Yeah, it was great. Um, so the whole pumpkin picking thing has definitely come from America. And I'm not going to lie, I love it. I took Roman last year for the first time. He refused to walk. So I ended up picking up a wheelbarrow and pushed him around the whole fucking pumpkin patch. <laughs> Bringing my, my child is, uh, yeah, he is a toddler, but he's also what I like to call a unit. So yeah, it, with him and a pumpkin in it, it was, um, oh, it was the best workout I've had in ages, quite frankly. So yeah, it's uh, it's starting to turn. The weather's starting to get a little bit colder. And we like to, a lot of us, not everyone, I have to say, because obviously the price of living has gone up and people are complaining about gas and electric. And let's be honest, it's fucking expensive. It is expensive. Um, but there's, <laughs> we've always done this though. This is like a generational thing, I think. You, um, you see how long you can leave it before you put your central heating on. 
So that's what we're doing in our house. We like to layer up. We have house socks. So we've got bed socks and house socks. House socks are the ones where they're really fluffy and they've got, some of them have got leather bottoms, like little moccasin Can I say, is it moccasin? Is that what it is? Fuck, have I said the right word? I don't know. Um, like little leather socks. <laughs> not leather socks <laughs> imagine how sweaty they would be um like knitted socks with a leather bottom or you get the knitted socks with like the little rubber stoppers on the bottom of them so it means that you can walk around the house without slipping over uh which is what i do quite a bit um so yeah we've got those we've got thick socks we've got loads of throws in our living room as well so if it gets cold get under a throw get a throw out get a throw out or if you go fucking hell i'm freezing scott put a fucking hoodie on so that's it hoodies socks and blankets don't get me wrong we are we now have a child so we're not the sort of people that are going to sit there freezing especially if roman's cold but i suppose we we just don't want to stick the central heating on unless we have to and I think that's actually a good thing to be honest with you I really really do because in the grand scheme of things it doesn't get that cold I mean it does for a few days of the year or weeks do you know what fucking hell it's the weather you can't predict the weather in the UK at all so when it does get a bit cold then you well I love this I love this expression wait for it you really feel the benefit of it when it actually goes on oh yes get in I've used it I've not used that one liner ever and people's grands used to say this to him, like, oh, take your coat off. So you really feel the benefit of it when you go back outside. <laughs> take that coat off. You'll really feel it's like, oh, the warmth of this coat is something else. I'm telling you. <laughs> God, do you feel the benefit of that coat? I do. Well done. Great. It's... um. Yeah, central heating's an odd one in here. And we've had to, we've got a beautiful fire that we've had fitted in our house. And it's it fucking hilarious. It's stunning, right? This fire that we've had fitted. It's a gas fire, but it's like a live flame. But we can't have it on in case Roman touches it. <laughs> and it's not one of these, you can't get this, like, you can't get the fire guard to go around it. So we've not had it on for like two, three years. No, it's not even been turned on. I think we actually used it the year I was pregnant, because uh, I was pregnant over the Christmas. And that was, I, do you know what? I was actually sweating most of the time anyway towards the late stages because Roman's a February baby. Um, uh, but we did have the fire on and that was the last time we ever had it on because it's a, it's a live flame. And just, you just, uh, to be fair, you can't be, you've got to be careful with the dogs, let alone the, the, the baby, the toddler. Um, we used to have in our old house a live flame as well, like a strip flame. It was gorgeous. It was a really nice fire in our old house. But Milo used to, oh, Milo's my little Jack Russell. If you've never listened before, let me just introduce my pets. I have two Jack Russells. One is called Honey. She's 13. And Milo is 11. And I have a son called Roman and he's three. And I have a husband called Scott. And he also feels like he's three. So um, Milo, who's my the weirdest dog I've ever owned, used to rub his ass. I shit you not, rub his ass up against the life. It's not even like it's behind a guard. It was just a live flame. But he'd be like, Whoa. he does make these weird little noises. Then like, he'd go up to it and be like, Whoa. do you feel the benefit of that? Do you, Milo? Do you feel the fucking benefit of that? Go on and what he would do is he'd literally turn around now Milo's not got a tail he's got a doctored tail so his asshole isn't on display all the time because, because that would put me off I don't think there's anything worse is there than a dog's anus that is constantly on 
It's fucking offensive. It's offensive. It's it's like cats, cats' asses, cats' anuses are constantly on show. And it is literally just like, there you go, that in your face. You don't get more insulting than that, really. So yeah, so Milo's asshole isn't on show all the time. But if he does lift his, obviously, if he lifts his tail up, yeah, you can see his ass. But he has got a little doctored tail. And he was thinking, oh, just warm my ass because it's on show a little bit. Oh, there you go. And I was like, what the fuck is that smell? Scott, can you smell burning? And he went, no, oh, fucking hell, the dog's on fire. Like that. And he wasn't on fire, okay? He wasn't on fire. What had happened was he just caught the longer hairs of his ass and they'd singed. And he he wasn't bothered as far as he was concerned. He was getting a warm <laughs> warm treat on his, <laughs> on his ass. But yeah, we, we obviously had to turn the fire off then. And that, now he comes in into the lounge and obviously we don't have the fire on at all because Milo burns his ass and we've got a toddler but you fucking dogs he's a maniac I've got friends who've got cats who've done exactly the same thing but yeah Milo likes to rub his ass up I mean who the, what what sort of an animal does that I mean surely Milo knows it's dangerous but all he's thinking is oh, I'll get the benefit of that fire whilst it's on <laughs> yeah so it's getting colder it's getting colder in the UK but Actually, I quite like this time of year. I, I do quite like this time of year. I just, I suppose it's because it's seasonal and the, I like the colour of the trees and I'm not going to go all wishy, like, all, all, well, sort of like, I was going to go wishy-washy then. <laughs> Something that my mum would say, what, you're wishy-washy. Um, I'm not going to get all deep. That's what I meant to say. I'm not going to get all deep, but I quite like putting on a nice hoodie, a pair of leggings and a nice pair of trainers. I really do. Um, I'm going to, I love my flip-flops, don't get me wrong. And I could quite happily live all year in my flip-flops, but I do like this time of year, as long as it's not raining. But then to be fair, since having Roman, uh, he's not in the slightest bit bothered about the rain. So I'm really tempted to buy myself an all-in-one waterproof that matches Roman's because we pretty much spend most of the time out in the garden anyway. And it's quite nice because kids don't really give a shit about the weather the way that we do as adults. They're not really fussed about the weather, are they? They just kind of get on with it because they're like, ooh, get me outside. So we, I just buy him. He's got loads of wellies and water I mean, waterproof trousers are amazing they're just mint and i'm so tempted to get myself a pair oh do you know what i did look at was i was going to get these sort of like they're like waterproofs that go over your boots to stop your boots from getting wet and um, i think i'm gonna get myself a pair of those i think hikers wear them i don't know maybe i should just get myself an all like i said an all-in-one i think i probably should just get myself a nice all-in-one actually but um yeah, so this time of year, obviously, when you don't get as much sunlight and then you start to, like this morning, for example, I've just put my makeup on and I've just been looking in the mirror and I've just thought, ooh, Sally, those eyes are looking tired. And I've never, ever had any work done, like never had any work done and just thought, ooh, I wonder if I should, I don't know. Do you know what the thing is, right? I went for a facial with my friend Claire and she's absolutely amazing. And she took this whopping lump off my nose, which has just changed my makeup routine and my life, to be honest with you, and my photo angle as well. Because I suppose I knew I was doing it. I'd never wanted this massive wart that I thought was a wart on my nose to ever be on the camera. So I'd always tilt my head down to the right so people could just see the left side of my face. And now I'm just like, full frontal, let's go for it. And but I've, I'm one of these women who always takes my, I always take my makeup off at night, always, always wash my face at night, I have to, I can't bear the mucky stains on my pillow, Ooh, no, I, I only have white bed sheets and I don't want big black slug marks on my pillows, that would just piss me off and also generate more washing and chores for myself, so no, take my makeup off every night and that does make a massive difference, but just looking at myself this morning, I thought, 44, 
You're looking a little bit tired there, love. So I don't know whether to go for a bit of Botox or not. And I've never had it before in my life, ever, ever had it before in my life. But I have to be honest, social media puts me off these things. It really does. Now, I have got, I've always had pretty good lips, like nice lips, I must admit. But the top one, and I don't know whether this is because I smoked for so many years, but I, I mean, God, I packed in smoking 12 years, no, 14 years ago. Nearly 15 years ago, 14 years ago, I packed in smoking. And I, uh, but if I think about it, I actually smoked nearly for 14 years. So that's not great, is it? Um, And I don't know whether, I've not got, don't get me wrong, I've not got one like one of these really uh, like corpse lips, like a top, you know, like the top lip, like when you look at, not not that I look at many dead bodies, but you know, when you can sort of see them on the movies and they're like, and then in the zombie movies, all the top lips like, like all corrugated iron all across. Yeah, it's not like that. Okay. It's not like that. It's not, it's not not like a, like a cat's asshole. Um, But I'm thinking, oh, is it going a bit thin? Should I get a little bit of something in it? But then I go on to like Instagram or whatever, and I'm just looking at local aestheticians, whatever they're called. And some of them just take it to, to the extremes. I just don't want that much work done. I just want, I suppose, a little bit of something around my eyes and then probably just a little bit of something in my lip. But then I don't know what it is. It just, it's really hard to find somebody who's going to be a little bit, should we say, uh, keeping it simple. I just want someone to keep it simple. But some of these lips are fucking huge. I mean, what, what, I suppose for me, I'm, I mean, I see these girls walking around the shops and behind the beauty counters and don't get me wrong, not all of these girls have work done, but these are where I see most of them. And I'm thinking, at what point is the person that is doing that to you thinking that that looks good? Uh, it's like, is somebody not going to say, do you know what, love? I think you've had enough now. But then in fairness, they're going to go somewhere else, aren't they? And get another one, and get somebody else to do it. But yeah, I saw some massive duck beaks, huge duck beaks. And I don't want that. I just want like a, a little tickle. <laughs> but then I don't really know if I want it done or not or not. This is why I've never had a tattoo, because I can't decide. Because I think, oh, tattoos, they look amazing. Oh, and I've got some uh, girlfriends who've got some beautiful tattoos, like full sleeves and... They just look stunning on them. So they just look like, I think it's Claire, actually. Claire, who's my friend, who's the beautician. She's got gorgeous tattoo on her hand and it looks mint on Claire. But that would look shit on me. And I know it. And I'm like, God, Claire, that looks really nice. But then I'm like, yes, but I can't imagine myself with that. That's all it is. And like I see people and I think, and I think, you know, if people are going to show off their tattoos, I think you should be allowed to have an opinion on them as well. And I've seen someone, I'm like, fucking hell, that's awful. Um, But then... I just can't imagine myself having one. But I did at one point want to go for and have one. I wanted one on my um, on my back, actually. And then I got to the point where I thought, no, because I will change my mind. I know for a fact that I'll get it done and I'll think, yeah, I wish I hadn't done that. Or I'd like it for about six months and then think, no, no, that's not for me. It's like boob jobs. All right, boob jobs. I've never had a boob job. And actually, I've been very fortunate not to have to have a boob job, okay? But I've got family members and I've got very close friends who've had boob jobs. I've also got very close friends who've had their boobs removed because they've had complications later in life. And this is like 10 years down the line. Um, They've had massive complications with them and therefore they've had to have them removed. And then on reflection, 
I actually thought, why the fuck did I have them done in the first place? And the whole boob job world is, my God, when I was younger, it was it was rammed down your throat constantly, boob jobs, boob jobs. And I knew so, uh, so many of my friends. I mean, I think in a group of girls that I was in at one point, I think myself and two of the girls out of eight of us, there's five girls, all had boob jobs and they'd all had them done. Um, and that's actually quite sad. It is sad, but I get it. I get it. Build your confidence. I totally understand it. You know, I'm a, I'm a worldy, I'm a worldy old milf, uh, and I, and I do understand that. But also, I think on reflection, when you look at it a few years down the line, as to what can happen with these alien bags of saline or whatever it is that's shoved inside yourself, your body will reject it. So that's that's is where I'm coming from at the moment. Oh, I'm getting a little bit science. No, I'm not scientific at all. What am I on about? I'm full of shit. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, I suppose I'm a bit afraid of getting Botox done because what is it going to do to my face in about 10 years time? Because I am so maybe jaded by social media and I see some absolute disasters and I think, no, no, that's not for me. I'll just buy another firming cream. So yeah, do you know what? I'd love to know your thoughts on it if you've had a little bit of a tweak here and there and what you'd suggest. So I'll tell you what I have had done. I've had a hydrofacial and I had that done with Claire and that was amazing. And then she did dermaplaning as well. So I've had my beard taken off like on my hairy face. Now, somebody said to me, go and have a vampire facial. And is that with all the little pins in it, is it? So I don't know what that's going to do. And then there's other sort of other ones that you can go for where you get these rods put in. And, and listen, it's something I'm really looking at at the moment anyway. I'm really looking at... I, I have to gone this far and I've done quite well. I'd like to get my teeth whitened a little bit as well. I'm having a bit of a rehaul for autumn. <laughs> But I find it really interesting. I really, really do. I find it fascinating. And do you know what I find? It's, uh, I find this even more fascinating is when somebody has had work done, I can't stop fucking asking them questions. But at the same time, I can't stop looking at them. I just find myself going, oh God, have you had your nose done? Have you had your nose Oh, do you know what I would love to have done? And I, listen, if you're an older lady, you might be able to relate to, oh shit, sorry, I've nearly just not be- I've nearly knocked my laptop off the potty stool because <laughs> that's where it is again. So my laptop sits on my potty, on, well, that's not my potty, it's Roman's potty um, steps in the office. And it's just such a good height to have it as. And so I've just nearly knocked my laptop off it. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, getting some work done. That's what I was talking about, wasn't it? Um, eyebrows, that's it, eyebrows. Now, I, I, I grew up in the era of very small sperm Tad like uh, tad, tad tadpole like eyebrows, and that was fashion, baby. That's how we used to roll in the nineties slash noughties. It was the smaller the eyebrow. Now, when I say small eyebrow, I mean the you know the way you ridge your nose is, or if you have a monobrow just before you get to the monobrow, that bit where it was like a little bead. And then you would literally just have a very fine line all the way to the other side of the eye. Okay, so it was almost like, wow, look how thin your eyebrows are. They are absolutely amazing. They look ace. Oh my God, the skill. No, we, we didn't compliment each other on eyebrows back then. It was just like this, like this unwritten rule of fucking hell, her eyebrows look mint. And it really was just a very, it, that's what they were called sperm brows, like sperm eyebrows or tadpole brows. They were just very, very thin. And it wasn't, it was just the way it was. That was it really. And then or when you used to shave your bikini line, you just used to shave the outside of your nickel line. That was, <laughs> that was it. Just shave up the inside of the thighs so you didn't have any of your pant moustache poking out of your, of your cacks. So um, yeah, it was, I mean, we were very low maintenance in the 90s and the noughties. But the, I think the 
the brutality um, of plucking my eyebrows constantly into small sperms has probably knackered them over the years. Obviously, I've I did stop doing it a long time ago. I think probably it's just getting a little bit older, should we say, that my eyebrows don't grow the way that they used to. So I'm seriously considering getting something done with them. But I don't I didn't really like the whole tattoo thing because you can just tattoo like a block on and I don't really want that. I feel like I'm going to look like one of those little caterpillars from, oh, what are they called? Tuck and Roll. Have you ever seen Bugs Life? Uh, the Disney movie. They're not caterpillars. What are they? Like, like earwigs, little earwigs. And they've just got these <laughs> massive brows. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work for me. Um, but is it called microblading? That looks good. I like that a lot. But you've got to find somebody who does it properly. That's it. So I don't, I don't want to be going to anybody who doesn't do it correctly. So I'm thinking just simple, less is more. That's the world that I grew up with. I think it was my friend's mum. She used to say, uh, lipstick and earrings. That's all you need, girls, in life. Oh, fucking hell. If only that was the case nowadays, hey, girls? Lipstick and earrings. Tits and teeth. That was another one. Tits and cleavage. Cleavage and teeth. That's it. You'll be fine. Bit of cleavage. Nice teeth you'll find a gentleman oh old school old you'll be courting before you know it and i say lips and ear lips and it lipstick and earrings <laughs> clip-ons clip-ons and clit oh clip oh hang on where's the way we're going now fucking hell good god sally calm yourself anyway so yeah I'm seriously thinking about getting my eyebrows done. Uh, but like I said, less is more. That's the route that I want to go down. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting a little bit of a tweak here and there. That's all I want to do is enhance what I've got. I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't want to take it to extremes. I just, I, I, I'm, I do believe in looking after yourself and it makes you feel good. And you can do it on a budget as well. Of course you can do it on a budget. So yeah, that's the route that I'm going down at the moment. And um yeah, watch this space because no doubt I can't keep a secret. I'll be fucking talking about it nonstop. I tell you what, well, I tell you what um, has been my main focus for the past couple of weeks because I've not been doing two episodes a week. I've had a hell of a lot going on at the moment, and I'm actually I'm in the process of launching a, n- a new business, so it's taking up an awful lot of my time. It's got nothing to do with podcasting at all. It's something that I um. Uh, I've, I, I'm not going to lie. You might, have, you, you may be able to relate to this if you're a parent, okay? But having Roman has totally shifted my mindset in so many different ways. So uh, before Roman, I was very much career, career, career. Uh, I was a radio presenter for 14 years. I, I literally sacrificed relationships. I did. Uh, you know, I met some, I met a couple of very nice guys on my journey before I met my husband, but it's evident that they were never going to be long-term because otherwise I'd be with them, wouldn't I? So, but I, I knew for a fact that I couldn't stay in one place for too long. I had to go wherever the job went. So that was it. So never really got serious with anybody. So just kept moving from job to job because that's exactly what I wanted to do. But everything was all about my career. Then when that career went, it was all about the car trade. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go up to head of business and do whatever I need to do in this, go head of sales, do whatever I need to do um, and really go for it within the car sales. And then I had um, Roman, who is the best thing that ever happened to me. It took me five years of IVF and infertility bollocks. And now I'm just like, fuck, I just don't have the same drive that I used to. But I'm trying to sort of, I, I want Roman to see that I, you know, I want him to look at me and think, fucking hell, my mum is X, Y, Z, whatever. And I'm trying to sort of be a mum and go back into a career at the same time. And I'm really struggling with that. Like, really, I'm just a bit like, fucking hell, this is a bit new. This is all new for me. So 
I've decided to start my own business. <laughs> I have to, so it means I can work from home. There's an awful lot of planning that's going into it at the moment. I'll tell you a bit more about it later on. But like I said, it's got nothing to do with podcasting at all. It's just something that I'm, I'm quite good at. So, um, and it will give me the flexibility to eventually try for baby number two, which has had to obviously be delayed because if you've been listening, if you listen to these episodes as they come, I've had to have a colposcopy and yeah, I have to wait till next year now before I can do any of that. So yeah, watch this space. Nothing's happening at the moment though. I'm just sort of putting in the foundations and planning an awful lot at the minute because our Wi-Fi where we live is so shit that I've had to have like the Skyman out and the BT guys being out. It is such bad reception where we are. It's like 90s fucking dial-up. And I've moaned about this a number of times on on episodes as well, but it really is bad to the point where even the Skyman came out and went, yeah, this is really bad. <laughs> He's like, it's really shit here, isn't it? And actually, I was driving back into our village the other day and there was a BT man up a pole and I wound the window down. I was like, excuse me, like you do, of course, embarrassing. I don't give a shit. He went, he's dead scouse with me, Stephanie. All right, all right, love. I was like, excuse me, are you coming to install fibre to the property? So if you don't, listen, I'll tell you what, I've become so familiar with the lingo at the moment, FTP, um, with regards to broadband. Fibre to the property is like super fucking quick and means that I can upload episodes on my podcast. I can do all my business work, everything from home. And he went, yeah, yeah, it's going to be before Christmas. And then I was like, oh, you fucking legend. If you need a cup of tea, come to my house. It's me inviting random men around my house for a brew. <laughs> So fingers crossed, everything will be sorted by Christmas, which is an absolute bonus. That means then that I can I can actually upload my own episodes from home um, and also start on something else, which is very exciting for Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, which hopefully there's merch coming. Just watch this space. You're going to just have to give me some time, get my head around it for next year. But when your Wi-Fi is shit, you don't realise how much it delays you in so many areas. In fact, I'm juggling, obviously, when I'm doing my podcast, I've got to go out of the house, upload loads of stuff. I've got to do it pretty much with everything because our Wi-Fi is that shit, um, as well as trying to launch another business. And I've just changed this platform that this is hosted on as well. Not that you need to know that. But do you know one thing it has made me realise is that, do you know what? Women as multitaskers are fucking ace. And I genuinely mean that. We really need to pat ourselves on the back. I'm not disrespecting men. I'm not doing men down. Fucking hell, I love my husband. But when I see my husband trying to juggle our son and just, well, have a conversation on the telephone, <laughs> oh, 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 I just think, do you know what? God bless him. But fucking hell, girls, we really do need to give ourselves a pat on the back sometimes. We seriously do. And on that note, I am going to love you and leave you. I hope that you've had a wonderful day and are having a wonderful day. Um, I hope this has made you smile and uh, and put a little bit of a, a crease on that face. <laughs> a nice crease, should we say. Um, follow me on Instagram. What, are you following me already or not? Why not? Go on, reach out. And just Oh, I said it so casually. I really enjoyed that. Reach out. Reach out. Go on, reach out. Reach out. Seriously, connect with me. Because if you've been listening regularly, I really want to say thank you and just tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you've been following my podcast, listening to episodes, sharing it with your friends. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. You can also find me on Facebook and TikTok too. Right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Keep smiling. Oh, enjoy those creases, girlfriend. And I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.